Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Whether this is your first time or you've been following along, we're so grateful that you're choosing to listen. I'm Lisa Berry, a longtime on-air radio broadcaster in the Metro Detroit area, along with Dr. Frank Anderson, a University of Michigan physician. And I feel like we should point out that we're recording these days on Zoom as we're in the middle of a pandemic, and it's May 2020. I don't usually like to give the date out, but I think, who knows, someday somebody could be listening back to these conversations. We talk about awareness, and we try to see how that applies to everything we're going through right now, and I think it applies a lot. And then I came across something that really I related to, and that was open-heartedness. So, Frank, I was thinking awareness and open-heartedness. How can we bring that together in today's conversation? Well, hi, Lisa. It's great to be here and be with you again today as we traverse the landscape that we are presented with. And so fancy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, you know, that's an awareness, uh, awareness okay. of yeah. the landscape and mm-hmm. putting this into context. And I love this idea of talking about open heartedness today. And in its relation to awareness, because in the previous 14 episodes of the Exploring Awareness podcast, we've been talking a lot about what is awareness, you know, and what does that mean in our lives? And what does that mean about how we move around in the world? And we've been using mindfulness techniques mostly and meditation you know, to open up to that place. And that place has a lot of different words that can be used to describe it. And we've used the word peace, and we've used the word love, and we've used the word joy and wisdom. And and I think this idea of open-heartedness is another way to describe that, that place that lives within us all, just waiting to be released. I would consider myself a very open-hearted person, and sometimes that comes with risks. I don't like to have a victim mentality. I don't like to look at life or feel that way, but sometimes I think being open-hearted, it was kind of wear your heart on your sleeve and makes you more vulnerable, and sometimes I think it makes life more difficult, but I'm still going to choose to to be that way, and I came across a, a Ram Dass on a, an article, I guess, and it, it's entitled, If You Had an Open Heart, What Would You Do With It? Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, yes, this is me. And I read the, and I'm, I've never related to every single word of something someone has written. And I don't, and it's kind of long. I don't want to go through the whole thing. He says, first thing to acknowledge what you're feeling. And I'll tell you, there are numerous practices for doing this. He said, I work a lot with my breath and I breathe in and out of my heart, which I just thought was great. And when I'm breathing, out in my heart, I allow whatever love I can muster for anything to be offered to people, to beings around me. And when I'm breathing in, I'm taking the existence of the universe into myself, and I keep feeling this breath going back and forth, and the breathing out is, may all beings be free of suffering, may all beings be peaceful, may all beings be happy. 
And he said, I've watched it work on people and it's quite extraordinary. I've watched the process of looking at another person the way I do all the time and looking beyond my reactivity to their individual differences to see a fellow soul in there. I love that. And I feel my heart does a very different thing with a fellow soul than it does with a woman or a man or achiever or judging mind. I see a fellow soul. You here? I'm here. They don't have to tell you that they're there because you see it. So I practice turning my receptor to tune into that, into other people. I'll sit on a bus and I'll look at all the people on the bus and I'll just feel. These are all souls that have taken birth that are going through that. And I see in the faces and in the way that they are so much information about who they think they are and what they're going through and the quality of compassion that awakens in me. In the question of awakening the feelings of compassion towards others, there's a big chunk of the opening of the heart. It doesn't have to be lovey-dovey romantic love. It can just be a feeling of, ah, the quality of it. So I practice it, and sometimes I start with visualizations, and I imagine somebody I love or something I love, like my cat, and I just feel this wave of love for the cat and just appreciation. So it goes on, but I get it. I, like, I look at people, and i walking through life, and we're all people, and we're all here, and we all think we are certain ways or certain things are happening, but if you just stand back and look at their soul and send them some love, that's how I feel about open heartedness. I'll even do that on the air. You know, when I'm doing a newscast or a weather forecast, I like breathe in love and I'll just try to put the love into the microphone and hope that people feel it. Somehow. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And sometimes I have patients the same way and people come to me with lots of problems, mm -hmm. complicated problems, yeah. complicated medical problems, but complicated social problems as well. Mm. And remember, one of the definitions of mindfulness is to pay attention in the present moment non-judgmentally. But the question always comes up, well, how do you do that? Um, and, you know, sometimes people will think, well, I have to be judgmental, don't I? Mm. You know, have you heard that before? Is no, that, why would you think you had to be judgmental? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Maybe that's a reaction that people may have, you know, to, to just instantly be judgmental about mm. things. And I think we're kind of experiencing that in the world right now, a lot of reactivity toward judging, say, you know, decisions that are made for us. I'm living in kind of a, a reactive kind of space. And what we have been talking about exploring awareness and, and using mindfulness techniques we're talking about how do we get to that place where we can be open-hearted and feel love because we can hear about that, but we may not feel it just yet. And so some of the techniques that we've been talking about, when we become aware of our thoughts and aware of our emotions and aware of how we're seeing the world, it opens up a different place. And I have a quote here from Tara Brock that I would like to read too. And she said, waking up from thoughts is very interesting. Waking mm. up from thoughts, right? Right. Coming back home to the senses from this space of open-hearted awareness, since whatever blessing feels natural to offer to this human heart, and from this tender, vast space, Sense whatever blessing feels natural to offer 
all beings. May we recognize this awakened heart space as our deepest nature. And may all beings awaken and be free. And so it's similar to what Ram Das was saying. Right. To like, me, that seems like that requires a lot of thought and a lot yeah. of awareness. And I don't know how naturally that comes to people. So how do we get to that place or that space? Yeah, well, well, the, it goes back to the first thing she said, waking up from thoughts. And again, you know, I think a reaction to that would be, well, how can I wake up from thoughts? You know, I, I think that's that's what I do. I think, and I have to protect myself, and I have to make sure that uh, you know I'm getting my needs met. And in a lot of ways, that's true. But to wake up from thoughts means that you that there's something beyond thought. Hmm. There's something beyond thought. And when we practice mindfulness of the thoughts, we become aware of the thoughts, and when we meditate, we can enter into that space. Now, that space of awareness, you know, is there irrespective of what your thoughts are. Because when we're aware of thoughts, the thoughts come and go, right? Now, the really interesting thing about it is that awareness place, you know, is, isn't influenced by thoughts and habits and history and culture it's, it's a, a space that we all share amongst ourselves. So in a sense, you know, all of your personal conditioning, all of your personal training, all your personal ways of thinking that you've learned from your parents and from your culture and things like that, get placed in, into, into, a, into like a ball. And we're all kind of looking into our own crystal ball. And we're all standing around the crystal ball. This awareness around that ball, we all... Maybe you have a sense that we all share the same space that's outside of thoughts. And so your individual thoughts, you know, become, become just that. But what we all share amongst us is this other before thought place. We call that, you know, awareness of awareness, let's say. We've used the word, you know, peace and love and joy. And today it's like, being open-hearted and starts mm. to connect us to each other, right? Mm, connect right. us in this space that we all share. So, you know, when I see on television um, or hear on the radio people that are so angry or so upset or so fearful or whatever, it's, it's the conditions. And some of the conditions are very difficult. But, you know, we all share that something similar. And, the purpose of this podcast is so that we might know that, right? And when we know that about other people, then you know, no matter what they do, we can still have this open-heartedness toward them, an open-heartedness toward people that we don't know, this sense of connection that is such a good feeling. It's so much different than having a judgmental or you know, a reactive feeling Either, either you know, too strongly for someone or too strongly against someone. You know, it almost has that sense of unity about it. How do we get there? I think people are listening and people are fearful right now and they're worried and they're protective and they 
don't see a bright future at this moment. And here we are talking about open-heartedness, which I think everyone would like to feel. So how is it meditation, which we talk about all the time? How do we get to open-heartedness from this place of fear that a lot of people are and anxiety that a lot of people are in right now? What do you think about that, Lisa? Well, I've learned I'm, I'm on a meditation roll and I could not be happier because it's, that things are happening and, you know, I'm trying to use any spare time I can to like just take five minutes and sit and breathe and, and let the thoughts go. And, and there's the space where you can connect to it. Now, I also feel like I'm a pretty open-hearted person to begin with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can be painful. Sometimes I feel like I put my heart out there and people just kind of roll over it you know, and then I'm vulnerable and I still choose, I'm not giving up, you know, I still choose to do that and to be that way and look at life and try to be as loving and open-hearted as possible. But the way you put it, the way about making the unity and how we could all use it right now, that's, that's amazing. What was that uh, Yashante quote? Okay. Yes, I'm strolling through Facebook and I see, and I I took a picture of it. I I immediately wanted to send it to you and go, what does this mean? Because so here's the quote. It says, there isn't a you inside of that heart that you're protecting. And I was like, yes, I'm always trying to protect my heart. But what does that mean? I, I didn't understand that at all. Can you say that again? Okay, sure. There isn't a you inside of that heart that you're protecting. Right. So, so that's, that's a really interesting quote, isn't it? And, it? and it does seem a little confusing if you're trying to think through it and, and, and trying to figure it out. And I will remind you and all the listeners that, that this practice that we're doing isn't about figuring out things especially things that can't be understood. It's about feeling into them. So when we were talking before about this unity and awareness, a unity and open-heartedness, unity and peace, there does tend to be a perspective uh, that asks, you know, who are you? Who are you? Are you your personality? Are you your thoughts? Are you your attachments? Are, are you, you know, your feelings? And if you are, what does that mean? And, but if you are aware of them, what would that mean? Who would you be if you were aware of, your, of all of those things? Now, if you wake up from your thoughts, wake up, you know, to who you really are, then there isn't really a part of you that you think is you actually isn't you at all. So the part of you that gets their heart stepped on or victimized or whatever, you know, that's, 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 a, that's, that's in your mind, you know, this awareness place, those type of things have no impact. And when we talk about unity, you know, it kind of means we're all one. We're all one. Does that does that clarify anything? Well, are you saying if you're aware of it, then you can't be hurt? Is that what you're saying? If you if because if I were if someone were to ask me to describe myself, I would open heartedness would I would say is a word I would use to describe myself. I'm very open hearted try to be as loving and compassionate and kind and helpful. 
those I, you know, loving and helpful if I had to pick two words. Mm-hmm. So to be loving, I think you have to be open hearted and you have to be open to that. And I feel like that makes me more of a feeling person. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying if you are just aware of it and somebody does hurt your feelings, you don't have to feel well, the pain? No, that's not quite right. Okay. I'm, I'm saying to identify as awareness of those things mm-hmm. means your identity isn't locked up in, in that. Your identity is locked up in the awareness of these things. And when I say awareness of things, I mean what awareness opens you up to is this deeper sense of love and peace, unconditional love, by the way, Mm. love that has no conditions. And so if someone does something, you know, that unconditional love, is it going, love isn't going to go away when someone does something. Right. 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 That the joy that has no opposite doesn't have an opposite. (laughs) So the joy will still be there. Now it doesn't mean that you won't have a reaction, that you won't have a a, a feeling or a or, or a, um, a a hurt feeling. However, when you've walked into this situation, hopefully after having meditated or for practicing a while, you know the reactivity and the response become very different, and the response is going to be guided by unconditional love mm. and peace and joy, whereas the reactive part of you is like, oh, my God, I just got my feelings hurt. Or, you know, I was just was being nice to them and they blew me off or dismissed me. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that they're two very different things because that's just going to happen. That That's what happens in life. And it has nothing to do, you know, with your essence. And so your essence is your essence no matter what happens externally. And so what you think is you you know, or what people think is is themselves is a much smaller kind of constricted ball than this realization of unity that Tara says when you wake up from thoughts and return back home to your senses. Does that... uh, Yeah, well, I've experienced it. I've experienced the the strength that can be found in meditating and just being aware and not identifying with your identity. Is that a way to put it? A lot of this is taught in Buddhism and we're not teaching Buddhism here, but uh, there is an interesting thing I've learned from Buddhism. And, you know, there was this, there's this term called no self and people probably heard about that from maybe, you know, the Buddhist, some Buddhists say, well, there's no self. In one way of looking at things, you know, you say, oh, there's no self and, you know, I'm just energy and I am just awareness. But, but that's not completely true because in the, is Buddhism kind of got all of, its, all of its teachings together. You know, another phase of Buddhism came out to say, well, yeah, there's no self, but there's also no, no self. So, you know, that idea of no self is also an idea because you're here, you're a self, you're here, you have emotions, you have movements, you have reactions and things. So there's no no self, but in between the no self and the no no self is this space, you know, a space that allows you to be who you are and 
the way you know that is by experiencing it and not through thinking it up. That's pretty complicated. I, I'll be honest with you. It's, yeah. Is that easy for you? Does it, when you're saying these things, does it like make sense? And yeah, this is it. And, or is it something you well, took a long time to learn yourself? It isn't something that I learned, but it's something that I kind of have experienced, you know, through, through practicing this practice of meditation. So all that came from meditation. It did. It did. And reading. But I think that the words that, that I'm using, you know, only kind of try to get around the explanation of this. But what happens when you're experiencing for yourself an expansiveness and you wake up from your thoughts and you realize who you really are, then you will use words to try to explain that. And so that's why I'm inviting you and everyone to keep doing this meditation practice not with any goal except to return home, to return to this, to your authentic self that I love how Tara Brock says, waking up from your thoughts, waking up from the delusion, waking up from your idea of yourself to really knowing who you are. And I think once that happens, there's a qualitative shift and it happens over time to where who you think you are is very different than who you feel that you are. And so you move around in the world with love and peace and joy. And, you know, it doesn't matter what other people do, but they will feel it. Like Ram Das said, they will feel it and you'll start to change the world. I found another quote that um, from Adyashanti that I had saved. And he said, meditation is like shifting everything into neutral. It takes a quality of trust, curiosity, and desperation. That's a great way to put well, it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes desperation does it. Yeah. That's why we were calling this, you know, this pandemic right. scenario a, a place of desperation. You know, I think neutral is an interesting, uh, interesting set place uh, because neutral is just, uh, is, there's no judgment there. It's not good or right. bad. It just is. If everything gets put into the category of, you know, positive or negative, yes, no, good, bad, you know, that, that creates problems for us. Whereas there's a third way, which is just presence. But again, as we practice meditating together, that can be felt and become more clear and be discovered. And that's why when I, they say people wake up, you know, they're like, oh, wow, I was like, for so long, you know, I thought this, but now I realize mm. something else. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had those experiences, and I wish everyone could have those experiences. And I, I hope that, that that word trust, you know, when we talked about David Bites' poem, Faith, mm. like, I think everyone, well, maybe not everyone, but many people know there's something else. There's no, there's something better than to live in a life where they're in a rat race trying to follow every rule and make money and compete and knock the other guy down or, mm -hmm. you know, take your mask off or, you know, whatever those things might be, how, whatever is pulling you around by the nose, you know, it's like, isn't there something else? And the answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. And 
we're talking about one way to do that. I think that's kind of where desperation comes in. Yeah. People are just like, well, like you say, isn't there anything, something else? And, and, and I think that is sort of a universal question that a lot of people probably ask. And especially at a time right now, I think people don't know what to do with their feelings. And I know a lot of people listen to this podcast so they can learn what to do with their feelings and, and, and leave here or finish listening and be in a better place. Well, and, and again, you know, your mind might be saying, oh, you know, can't do that. My mind races too much. or I could mm-hmm. never do that. Or I don't want to do that. Or, you know, somehow your brain will come up with all kinds of ideas mm-hmm. about, about why this is not a good idea or why that you can't do it. But the better place is there. And like we talked about, you know, before, uh, when we talked about the intention to just sit for a few minutes every day mm-hmm. and just start to let this place open up because it won't open up until we stop and let it be and to discover it, to wake up to it. And you've been, you've been practicing meditation more and more. And I think, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. The way I would describe it is it, for me has created a special space. It's special. I mean, yeah. I've been meditating and doing guided meditations and off and on, and we've talked about it, and you do your meditations, but now in this really difficult time, it's like something special. And I know so, and, and people have compared meditation to prayer, and and sometimes I pray. I don't know who I'm praying to, or right, but it's just a peaceful place of thought then I'll just let go and it's like going down the slide and you just go and I've had a few discoveries lately. Like I met, whoa, I just connected to something that without trying, letting go and then not trying is really hard. Yeah. That's like something we're ingrained with when, when we grow up. It is, you know, like for me to say for you to let go, yeah. it's like, well, how do you let go? Right. Right. And uh, Shanta has this, you know, experience of like, well, when you're, if you put your fist together, you know, and you're yeah. tight and you're like, how do you open your fist? And it's just like, it's getting tighter and tighter. And it's just like, you just, you just let go. It's like a surrender. It's like, finally, you just can't figure it out anymore. And it's just like, ah, and then it just happens, you know, mm-hmm. and the intention can be there. But once it happens and all of a sudden, no longer are you bound up by all these thoughts, but you're in this space kind of beyond thoughts in front of thoughts. It, it's such a relief. And the funny thing is you think you're surrendering your, yourself, but actually you discover yourself. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting paradox because you're it's scary it's like how can i surrender you know my thoughts to something else because you can't do it through your thoughts you do it through this you know by being patient with yourself by by seeing how your mind works you know you see all the desperate attempts you know to hold on to what you think is is important and the, and the key word is there is think, you know. So if you if you're being open hearted, you just and and you think everyone needs to respond in a certain way, you know that it's just like you say, let go, you mm-hmm. know, just let go. And once you do that, that's for you to discover this different space, this different place, this different 
being that you have within yourself that, that then you move around in the world, you know, in a different way. And for each person, and it'll be a little bit different, but the process is the same. So I have a couple of thoughts and a question. You've been meditating for a couple of decades, right? Right. Do you remember when it clicked for you? You know, it's been a series of different clicks for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do remember I was at a retreat with Adyashante. And I was in a particularly difficult, you know, mental place of trying to figure everything out. And he gave this really good metaphor about, like, you do this, you go to this retreat, you go to that retreat, and you... And you, you know, try to meditate and you do all of these things. And you just finally realize that there's nothing that you can do. And he used the word, you've been checkmated. And somehow when he said, you've been checkmated, it just, I just let, I just said, okay. And I just stopped trying. And it was a very interesting experience of just like, just you know, of of freedom, you know. And it's not something I could I couldn't let go. I I couldn't. I was trying to let go, but when he said that, you've been checkmated. It's just like, I don't know. It just triggered a, 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 a just a rush of opening. I think trying to explain meditation is one of the most difficult things for someone to try to explain or describe or encourage somebody about. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, this is our 15th episode and we, and we talk a lot, but yeah. see, we also do the guided meditation and that's where I think that's the juice. That's the, that's the meat. That's the important part of it. So we kind of talk about these things to set the context for that, but but obviously we're not solving any problems here. I shouldn't say we're trying to solve problems, but, but the, but the realizations where the problems are not there will come with your own personal practice. And it doesn't require you that you believe anything. It doesn't require any thoughts, but it does require, let's say an intention or something in you tells you, that there is another way. You know, I was at this uh, dinner once and I was talking about mindfulness to somebody and a businessman or something. He says, well, why would you want to do that? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you don't have to, but if you, if you want to, if you feel like, there's there's things that aren't going your way then i'm saying let's try this and you know we've been talking about that all along and you've been trying that and you've been seeing how something intrinsic changes within you and and it happens with all of us i mean it's a path that we'll all be on for our whole lives there's no end game here you know it's it's always a process well i'm wondering did it take a pandemic for me to get it <laughs> Because well, I needed it so bad. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't that matter. and you putting me into timeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I, I, I do, before the pandemic, though. Right. I wanted to tell you um, um, when I first started meditating, it was I find guided meditations easier. And there, there's a, a meditation teacher, and his name is David G. That's all one word. And 
well, this brings it back to open-heartedness. He'll like say, when you're meditating, put your hand on your heart. I like that because uh, I see hearts and like, I have a whole collection of pictures on my phone. I, I was looking at them the other day, like spilled milk, milk spills, and it's in like a little heart shape. And I like, I'm, I see hearts and clouds and I see hearts all the, like a scrap of paper on the floor because that's what I'm looking for. So I consider myself a very heart-centered person, but he'll lead these meditations and he'll say, just put your hand on your heart and then, you know, think of you, your intention. And it's, it's a very heart-focused meditation. So that's what I think we're talking about, open-heartedness, uh, that, that they kind of went along. But, you know, I, I frequently have a sense of, of a sensation in my chest. That really? Feels, mm-hmm. uh, I feel that right now. I feel this, uh, you know, this a sensation of in my chest of openness. Aww. You ever feel that? <sighs> I think that's something I need to work on. Actually, is that something? I, <laughs> I, I don't know. If you you, you well, can not, work well, on the meditation practice and and bring some awareness to that feeling in your chest, perhaps. Okay, well, wait. I I want to be open hearted. I think I'm open hearted. You are open hearted, but that's not something that I connect to when I'm meditating. So you're telling me you feel it, and then I'm saying, so how do I feel it? Well, I can't tell you how to feel it, but maybe we could do a guided meditation, kind of on open heartedness. Yeah, that would be uh, great. Well, well, I, but, but I don't want to do it within the expectation that you'll have a feeling in your chest. Uh, you got ten minutes, and it better happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No pressure. No pressure. No, <laughs> um, no but okay. So the, I goal, know. No. the goal here is not to have a feeling in your chest, but, but you know, some people do. And when you put your hand on your chest, uh-huh. you know, sometimes it, it just, you can feel it. Hmm. Can you describe that? Um, it's hard to describe. It just feels like a tingling or a glowing or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I mean, all the time when you meditate or just... Sometimes. It just sometimes, sometimes, maybe not all the time. Well, yeah. You don't like it. Nothing's an effort and it has to happen and there's no guarantee. I, right. I, I don't want to set up that. any expectations. I get all that, yeah. And everyone has a different experience with it and there's not one right way or wrong Right, way. right. And I mean, so, sometimes I meditate and it's painful. Yeah. Sometimes I'll meditate and I'm like, uh, that was not fun. What did that bring up? And where was that? And why am I feeling that? So, yeah, I I understand that it's not it's not always easy but so that's the expectation you know that right. it should be fun or that it should make you relax yeah or you know make you more peaceful and and that cause and effect thing is really not what well, it sounds like it sometimes when we yeah. talk about it but that's we're not doing this to be more relaxed or more peaceful yeah. or to get a particular effect i think we're doing this to connect to something deeper and that deeper part when it starts being your identity, when you start waking up to your true nature, then as a result, you move around in the world where these things can happen. Does, does that make sense? It's not well, I, totally, because this is episode 15. I've been yeah. on this journey with you. I am definitely feel like a different person. Do I feel braver? Is that what it is? I, I feel braver. I feel calmer. Might I say you're more yourself? I was always thought I was a pretty authentic person. So I don't know. Do I feel like more myself? I don't know. I, I know I think, how do I, I can't think of a way to say this. I have 
I feel like it's okay. I feel like it's more okay to be myself. How about yeah. that? And I always thought I was a pretty yeah. out there, authentic person. Yeah. No, you are. But now I feel like it's really okay to be myself. And oh, it, so it makes great. you a little bolder and a little braver and a little calmer and a little stronger. But also it makes you want more. <laughs> you know, you want it to be the way you think it should be or want it to be or hope it will be. Right, right. And so as we do more of this practice, we're going to be present to whatever it is, you know, and see how that transforms things. I wonder if anyone else feels that. I would love for someone to email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Have you felt a change? Have you had some personal movement through this whole process? I mean, isn't that originally what this was about, exploring Mm -hmm. awareness and yeah, well, it's about returning home, returning to yourself, and moving in the world in a way that feels right to that that sense. And so it does sometimes change how people move around in the world and, and, and their perspectives and the whole reaction versus responding thing. And so it would be interesting to see. But it's okay. You know, everything yeah, is okay. Right. Again, I'm not necessarily looking for an outcome, but I when people find their inner peace and their inner love and their inner joy, then they may notice things by moving in a different lane, so to speak. And so that lane takes them to a different place than that other lane that you were on where you were being pulled around by your nose with all your thoughts, emotions, and reactions. That's funny. You said lane, because I feel like I'm about to make a turn. (laughs) And I was literally uh, yeah, because they're on the, the exit day. ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally thinking that the other day. It's like, hmm, where does where does the term returning home come from? I'm not sure if I like that. It sounds like I'll be honest. Sounds like we're at someone's funeral. Grandma's returning home now. Oh, that's so interesting that you put it that way. <laughs> returning home, exactly. So. <laughs> So some people do call that, you know, when they die, they return. Yeah. But, 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 you know, where is home? Right. And so when we were talking about, you know, no self before, uh, some people call that dying to yourself. And really? uh, yeah, they call it dying to yourself. And then when you die to yourself, you return home, but you're still here. You're still a body, but now you're home. You know, and so the kingdom of God is within, you know, from the from a Christian tradition, heaven. Right. If you don't find heaven on earth, you won't find it, you know, when you die. And so there's this also sense that 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 the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, the the ability to be at peace is here. So that so that in a sense is returning home but you die before you die. And Stan Groff, uh, who was a, uh, who's a, a psychiatrist, says, if you die before you die, then you won't die when you die. And that's referring to the, the body, but you are already, who you really are has nothing to do with time, space, or body. You know, you're, you know, I used to have a bumper sticker on my car that said, we're not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spirits having a human experience. 
and it drove my kids crazy <laughs> when I drove up to the school parking, uh, you know, with that bumper sticker. But again, these are words not to be taken literally, but to point to something deeper that we can realize. So I'm not saying that we're spirits necessarily. That's a word, but something when we wake up from thoughts, we can experience life in a very different way. That was really powerful. What, what you just said. Oh, good. Good. The whole thing. It's like, Hmm. Clicked in. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a click is, is too casual of a way to say it. (laughs) It was really moving to, to me. What you said. Oh, my open yeah. heart heard it. Yeah, and, and so your open it. heart heard it. So yeah, so stay with that. Mm-hmm. And and it's, see, it's not something you think, right? These little insights, these right. little glimpses. Yeah, I felt it. I felt the tingle that you get when you met Yeah, it. yeah, I felt That's in your so, chest. There you I go. Did. There you go. I did. Wow. So you said, how do you do that? Well, you did it yourself. You know, mm. you just opened, you surrendered, you listened. So yeah, so that's that's what we're talking about. Very, that's a great example. Yeah, great example. All of us here, we have this con. We're having this conversation, and so much of what we talk about is really difficult to describe. You know, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, or to talk it about. It is. It but, is. It's taken fifteen episodes, and we're going to keep keep doing it. So yeah, keep describing it. But the experiential part is important, and and that's why. In addition to the conversation, the meditation practice, even if you just sit there for five minutes a day and then, and like you said, you experience it as special. It's so, it's a precious thing to do. So having it on your to-do list is one thing, but just doing it. Or being open to it. Do you think that's open to it? Yeah. Being open to it. I just, I have to say, we are talking about having that an open hearted feeling and I'm asking you, how do you do that? And you're like, I don't know. I can't describe it. And then you give this prolific statement about dying, which is not my favorite thing to talk about. And all of a sudden I feel it. So I, if, if just one other person listening has that same experience, I would be so delighted. Not that, like you said, we're not, you can't, we're not trying to force you to feel anything or do anything, or we're not looking for an outcome, but uh, that's just, isn't that where this is me. I don't want to just feel it alone. I want to know if, if someone else yeah. experienced it too. Right. Cool. right. And lots of people do and people, yeah. you know, are on the path because they know that that's there and you try so hard, but you can't try. Right. You right. Just, yeah. And then you talk about, think about letting go yeah. and it shows up. Yeah. So maybe if we talk about it over and over and over and over again, you know, people will feel it as well. I do think the right words at the right time can yeah. help people yeah. kind of experience that. And that's been my experience because you can listen to something and right. it goes over you. And then the next time you hear it, it's like, oh, wow. Exactly. Really like yeah. hit me. Be open know. to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's you risk judging yourself or being hard on yourself if these things don't happen or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's another thing to like, could you just let go of that too? Do you really have to, could you be compassionate with yourself? Could you just not be so hard on yourself all the time? And that's hard to do too. So it's like, okay, don't be hard on yourself. Well, geez, I'm hard on myself. Well, let's try something different. You know, let's just sit and be aware of it and see if that may do something. 
that's something else I've learned too about giving myself a break because I think life in general and other people can be so hard on you. So if I'm not going to give me a break, who's going to give me a break? Yeah, great point. So I'll just like today is, you know, I'm just going to give myself a break today. I'm not going to put so much. And it's like, oh, well, that, that felt good. And, you know, you can't count on anyone else to do it. So do it for yourself. You do it for yourself. And then you just mm. might experience some open heartedness, mm-hmm. you know, and some joy and things that don't come from thoughts, don't come from circumstances that they're always there no matter what. And um, your life will be qualitatively different. And so that's the exploring awareness kind of idea. And that's the name of our podcast. And that's how we do our meditations. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's start the meditation. Then. Okay, let's. And so let's use this opportunity to kind of just, and again, no expectations, but just let's be, let's just be quiet and we'll stop thinking now. Well, you can't stop not thinking, but what we'll do is with our usual practice in your chair, sitting up straight. And just feel into your body and let whatever is happening in your body be. Just let it be, let it happen. And it always helps just to notice the breath. And that can be grounding and noticing the breath starts to open that doorway to awareness because now we're breathing and knowing that we breathe. And maybe today we'll just you know, scan the body and just notice in the body what you feel. And if you feel some tightness in your muscles, you can adjust sometimes just being aware of it. Aware you're holding a muscle tight might relax it. And bring awareness to what's going on in your thoughts. 
perhaps you're thinking that you've accomplished something, perhaps you're thinking that you can't do this. Either way, what is it to just be aware of thoughts? And just move into the place before thoughts. And just feel into your body and feel into your chest. And what would it be like? If you're, you're open-hearted, and somehow you're just beaming out of a non-judgmental acceptance of everyone knowing that we all share this common connection to something larger for each one of us has our different issues different upbringings jobs preconceived ideas What if we went beyond that and saw through that into their awareness? Maybe that would require you to let go. of your judgments, just let them fall. Could you die to your expectations? Just let them fall. Let 
conceptual ideas of how things ought to be. Follow. It's all of this crust falls. Underneath is this light, shining light. that just emanates an open-hearted love no matter what's going on. With all the compassion and joy and love and peace of this whole universe, Just shining through you. And let that feeling just move from your chest all the way through your abdomen and down your legs and through your arms and hands and up your head. And all the false ideas and preconceived ideas and judgments now just fall off your whole body as if you were encased in clay. It all drops away. And something more real, something timeless. part of you it always has been and always will be now can influence how your body moves around influence what words come out of your mouth what actions you take And surely thoughts will come, fears, concerns, questions that maybe cause you to contract and just go back to the breath. It's okay. It's what brains do. 
And just start back at your anchor, being aware of your breath. Aware of your body. Aware of your thoughts. Occupying this space before thoughts. And then just connecting to all beings in unity of all little bits of the universe all connected. And see if just feeling into that without thinking something that, uh, that resonates with you. And they were all connected, all the listeners throughout the world and all the people that aren't listening, all connected by something in common. And then maybe you'll move around in the world. This kind of open heartedness. For everyone, everything. And you'd be free. And your life will still go on and you'll still do your things, but it'll be a little different perspective. This present moment will come alive without you having to do anything. So enjoy. And if you can't, that's okay too. Please keep practicing. And so we'll end now by just taking three deep breaths and then opening your eyes.
I like that little bits of the universe all connected. Mm-hmm. Are we connected through open heartedness? Are we connected through unity? Are we connected? All those things. All those things. That was fun. You know, time we record an episode, you say, is that, is that our best one yet? And we say, yeah. And that was fun. I'm, I don't know. I'm a big sky watcher. And I don't know if you, like, if there's a meteor shower, I like get outside. And, and it was like, if you see one, how cool that is. This whole episode for me was like watching a meteor shower and actually seeing one. So that, <laughs> that was my, my fun experience. So. Well, I love that topic today. I'm glad we talked about open. Yeah. Because it's really something you feel into. And it's such a pleasure, you know, to mm-hmm. to be there and to be open hearted. What a what a great opportunity. And mm-hmm. it's available to everybody. And you don't have to live your life all grumpy. And you could be really open hearted <laughs> or judgmental or anything, you know? Right. So nice. It's so yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We'll, we'll practice and do our best. Right. And if you feel, are living your life grumpy and you have a question or, <laughs> or open-hearted, uh, you can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. And um, we haven't talked about our Patreon page lately. Have you checked? Well, we're, we're still working on that. So Are we? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look for some patrons to come soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. It'll happen. Yeah. We're out there and we'd love to connect with you and just thank you so much for listening. Hang in there. I know life is uh, not easy right now, but hopefully you'll get a little joy and peace from listening. Right. And if it makes sense to take some opportunities to, to sit and meditate every day, you can set yourself up a little place, you know, a corner in your room and just have a seat and say, well, that's going to do this just to, just because it probably makes sense. Don't put it on your to-do list, but right. you know, there's there's five minutes to like to try this out in a more more intentional way. You know, if people have other interesting things they'd like for us to talk about, I would love to talk about that to yeah. hear from that as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will come up with uh, another conversation in about a week. We'll yeah. keep on coming. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Stay safe. Stay well. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.